This is going to sound like a medicine commercial. Do you get excited about starting things, but find it hard to stick with it after a while? Do you get bored with routine? Do you hear about the power of habit, but find it difficult to actually practice habits? Okay, this is something that I have to come clean with you with. On this show, I talk a lot about the importance of consistency and not giving up when things get hard or boring and the power of habit and good routines and particularly sitting down regularly to plan in advance, all these things. And people say to me all the time, well, Sarah, you must just be wired for routine. Being consistent must come easy for you. The truth is, up until recently, it's actually one of the biggest things I've struggled with. As much as I believe in the compounding power of consistency, it doesn't always come naturally or easy to me. In fact, I very much have to discipline myself to stay consistent. Otherwise, every day of my life, I would do something different. I'd wake up every day and just fly by wherever the wind took me or whatever I felt like doing that day, which is something that I did for a long time and still something that I have a tendency to do. But through working with my own coaches and in therapy and just being radically honest with myself and in my life coach training, I've literally become an expert on the topic, but I still must work at it every single day. Like morning routines, for example, feel like absolute torture to me, unless there's some element about it that I can switch up and get excited about. For people like me, it's much more exciting to be planning something new or starting something new rather than continue to show up again and again for the same habits and routines. But here's the thing, always starting something new doesn't produce long-term results like consistency does. If you can relate to this, if you know that consistency is key in anything you're trying to do, but you struggle with staying on track, be it with your goals or habits or just showing up for yourself or others, then commit to listening to this entire episode because we're going to talk about why it's so hard for you to keep showing up for yourself in the things you need to do. And we're going to talk about how you can still live an exciting life and feel joy even in the mundane things while also making major progress in your goals through habits and routine. Thanks for being here today. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so honored that you're listening to this. All right, sis, here we go. This is the Motivation for Mom show, a personal development podcast for moms hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to invite you to download your free copy of The Mama Miracle, which is a worksheet I created to help you get out of a rut, start your day with clarity and intention, and start manifesting some really positive changes in your life. Mom life can feel really hard at times, and sometimes we just need to take a few minutes and brain dump everything that we feel isn't working and get crystal clear on what 
positive changes we want to welcome into our life. The Mama Miracle Worksheet was originally one of my best-selling products, but I'm giving it to you for absolutely free. Just go to themamamiracle.com, click on the banner at the top of the page, put in your name and best email address, and I'll email it over to you immediately so you can print it out and fill it out as many times as you need to get your mind right and start creating some mama miracles. You have more power than you realize, and I'd love to help you find that power in this life-changing worksheet. So go get your copy of The Mama Miracle for free at themamamiracle.com. Now, go enjoy the episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Motivation for Moms. Before we dive in, quick shout out to Lizette, Jasmine, and Natalie on Instagram for sharing a screenshot of this podcast to their Instagram stories this week. Big shout out to one of our newest listeners, Jody Lynn, who sent me a message and said, I recently just started listening in on your podcast, and so far I am loving it, blown away, and I admire you, your work and advice, all of the things. I am definitely thinking about considering your 12-week coaching course, been on the finding myself journey for a good probably two years, and so far I've gotten a little further than I thought, but not quite where I want to be. And I came across your podcast trying to find personal development based around other mamas to join and relate to and check out. So far, you have been my top choice. So thank you so much for your work and words and prayers and advice. You motivate the heck out of me to take my self-growth and personal development journey further. So thanks, Jody Lynn. It's an honor to have you in this community. I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. If you would be willing, you can either post a screenshot of this podcast on Instagram and tag me at Sarah Munder so I can see it. You can leave a review of this show on Apple Podcasts or come and drop some love at our Motivated Moms Facebook group. Today, I want to talk about why it's so hard for some of us to be consistent. A few reasons I want to talk about today. First off, our brains crave novelty or newness. We literally get bursts of dopamine, which is that feel-good hormone in the brain. We are biologically and psychologically primed for the excitement of novelty or experiencing or doing something new and different. From an evolutionary perspective, as our brains grew, so did our ability to identify and respond to novelty or new stimuli. And this was one of the critical advantages that humans developed over other animals in a world full of potential dangers. In the book titled New, Understanding Our Need for Novelty and Change, author Winifred Gallagher said, Whenever you encounter something that's enjoyable, like a glass of wine, or intriguingly novel, like a glamorous stranger at a neighborhood party, a spritz of dopamine jacks up your level of arousal, focuses you on that target, and mobilizes your explorative approach response, a symphonic collaboration that you experience as, go for it. To me, this completely explains why when you're walking through the target aisles and you spot something on one of the aisles that you pass, you immediately turn and do what she says. Go for it. 
and you end up spending hours and hours in Target. She also goes on to explain in the book that some people are more prone to going after new things. I'm just going to read you a book review that the Canadian Business Journal put out on Gallagher's book on how some of us are prone to this. Along with elements from our upbringing and environment, our individual dopamine profiles determine which of Gallagher's three categories we fall. 70 to 80% of us are what Gallagher calls neophiles, scattered along a spectrum of being neither scared stiff by too much novelty and change, nor bored stiff by too little. Another 10 to 15% are neophobes, biased towards staying safe rather than engaging with the new, to which they tend to respond cautiously or anxiously. And the remaining 10 to 15% have extreme levels of craving for new stimuli. Dubbed neophiliacs, their attraction to novelty can explain both their talent for brainstorming and their attraction to pretty strangers, cocktails, and alluring information machines. Neophiliacs are much more susceptible to boredom than are the rest of us, for example. I don't know about you, but I completely related as a neophiliac when I read this. So how else does this show up in our lives as mom? Speaking from personal example, it's much more mentally rewarding from a chemical perspective to scroll through your Instagram feed than it is to sit down and type out an important email that you don't really want to have to send. It's much more exciting to buy a new book than it is to actually pick it up off the shelf and sit down and read for 30 minutes day after day until it's finished. If you're a chronic book collector but you've struggled to actually finish any of them, this is why. It takes discipline and focus to finish a book. It's much more fun to scrap your plans to get things done at home for the day and make a target run and, like I said, end up spending three hours browsing the aisles and spending hundreds of dollars that you don't have in your budget than it is to have the self-discipline to get done what you need to get done at home and then make your target run on a day that it's scheduled in and you have a specific list that helps you stay within budget. Sometimes important things just don't sound fun, but we need to do them anyway. As moms, we have a lot of messy, unpleasant jobs that we must continue to show up for. Some days it may feel like all we're doing is cleaning up poop. I remember one day in particular, my older daughter pooped and then she couldn't flush the toilet because it was clogged. And so the toilet overflowed into the living room. And right at that exact moment, the baby had a blowout diaper while simultaneously the dog decided to poop right next to the door of the bathroom of the overflowing poop toilet, like all at once. I mean, we all have those days. And just a reminder, I have to remind myself this too, that the way you experience anything is entirely dependent on the thoughts you choose to think about it. It may have felt frustrating at the time, but you just have to laugh about it. I mean, it's ridiculous. There are very few ways to frame a poopy situation in a positive light other than, you know, maybe reminding yourself that you're so blessed to have a family to clean up after. It's true, though, that if you're complaining and moaning the whole time while cleaning it, you're going to experience it as worse than it needs to be. 
But if you focus your thoughts on the positive, you can actually change the way you feel about what you have to do. And this applies to anything. So if you tell yourself that doing your taxes is going to be miserable, then you're going to feel miserable the entire time. If you tell yourself that getting up early to work out sucks, then that's how you're going to experience it. If you tell yourself that parenting is hard, then you're going to go through the day resenting the parenting struggles you are faced with. But if you approach anything in your life with a positive attitude and commit to bringing positivity and joy with you into whatever it is you're doing, you're going to be happier. And dare I say, you're going to even enjoy the thing that in the past you dreaded all along. Like I said, there are very few ways to frame a poopy situation in a positive light, but at the very least, you can have a good laugh. So if you're someone who is always starting something new, a new diet, a new workout plan, a new hobby, a new project, but you find it difficult or unpleasant to stick to it and actually keep showing up for that thing until you start to see results, I think it can help to know what's happening. From a biological perspective, your brain rewards you for starting something new, but you don't get the same hits of dopamine from returning to your daily routine day after day. And the problem is that we all live in a world now where all of us are addicted to new stimuli in the form of a scrolling social media feed and phone notifications and commercials. Literally, these things are designed to keep your attention engaged by changing every few seconds. Every time something new pops up for our brains to look at, we get a little hit of dopamine. Our brain literally rewards us for looking at these things. The good news is, as humans, we also have a level of willpower. We can override the draw we feel towards our phones or whatever it is we're being pulled or motivated to do. And we can ask ourselves, is this what I should be doing right now? Is this what I committed to doing right now? See, this is why I always come back to asking, did you plan your day in advance? Because if you did, if you have intention of where you'd like your focus to go and how you'd like to spend your time today, then you can use that plan as kind of an anchor to keeping you on track. That doesn't mean that you're not going to continue to be distracted throughout the day, but you can keep coming back to your plan. The more we practice staying focused and disciplined in the areas that we want to be disciplined in, we can actually train our brain and it gets easier. Whenever we start anything new, say for example, we want to add stretching into our morning routine. When we first commit to doing that, we haven't yet created the pathways in our brain around that routine. And so it's going to take a lot of willpower at first to choose to stretch in the morning. And it helps if you write it down somewhere where you can be reminded to do it and even set an alarm to remind you at least until it becomes a neural pathway and stretching in the morning becomes a habit that's almost like second nature to you. Think about the habits you already have, the good and the bad ones you don't like, and how you don't even have to think about doing them. You just do them almost automatically because those neural pathways have been created by repetition over and over and over time. Hey. 
Hey, it's Sarah. I just wanted to sneak in here real quick and tell you about something that I've been doing for my health and fitness, and it's absolutely changed the game for me. We both know that our wellness is arguably the most important thing to our family, because if we're not feeling good, we're not going to be able to show up as our best version of ourselves for our family. But left to our own willpower, it can be hard to remember to work out or to make time for it or to know exactly what to do when we work out or what to eat that's best for our bodies, especially with all the different diets out there and all of the experts claiming that their diet is the best or this one is the best. What I love about the program I'm in, Redefined RX by Jessica Thomas, is it's designed for women like me and you. It's designed with busy moms like us in mind. Redefined RX is an all-in-one online health, fitness, and nutrition program for women of all ages. The well-rounded workouts are planned in advance for you, which makes it easy to fit it into your life and maintain without being in added stress. Because as busy moms, you and I don't need anything that's going to be just another to-do, right? I love that the workouts change each week so that you get variety, which keeps you challenged and keeps you engaged. Jessica's workouts are doable, quick, effective, efficient, that I can do anywhere with minimal equipment, so there's no excuse for me to not do it. And I love that I don't have to go to the gym to get a great workout in, which saves me so much time. In fact, I'll be honest, sometimes I may or may not do Jessica's workouts right in my underwear. And the workouts aren't just any workouts. Jessica thoughtfully creates workouts that challenge your body, balance your hormones, help you sleep better at night, and leave you with a better mood and more energy and more mental clarity. To me, that's a no-brainer. The Redefined RX program is all about educating, empowering, and encouraging women to work with their bodies to feel their best, addressing the whole person to make life better. In it, Jessica shares her proven methods, including her signature workouts, which I think are so much fun, and nutrition and mindset coaching to help you feel good in your body, comfortable in your own skin, comfortable in your clothes, and feeling your best on the inside. Most importantly, the program is designed to allow you to still live your life and have fun. It's all planned out in advance for you, so all you have to do is press play. I hope you'll join me in Redefined RX and make 2021 your healthiest year yet. And of course, Jessica is so generous to give the Motivation for Moms podcast listeners a free seven-day trial of Redefined RX and 20% off of your first month. Just go to redefined.today and use code MAMA20, that's M-A-M-A 20, at checkout. Here's to a new year and a new you. I hope to see you in there. As we practice on staying focused and disciplined throughout our day, we also begin to regulate our dopamine system. And so over time, it requires less and less dopamine to make us feel rewarded for things we do.
After I stopped drinking, and by the way, alcohol is one of those major sources of dopamine, as is anything people get addicted to, I was literally flooding my brain with dopamine every single night when I drank. And so when I removed that, my brain still craved that flood of dopamine, which is why many people, including myself, gain weight when they first stop drinking because instead of turning to alcohol, they use food, especially sugar, to try to get that dopamine and make themselves feel better. But over time, you can re-regulate your dopamine system so that simple things like going for a walk or reading a book or stopping to smell the roses provide the same feelings of satisfaction. In other words, you don't need as much stimulus to get a dopamine hit at that point. Meditation, too, is an excellent way of training your brain to require less stimulation to feel good, which can help you stay focused on the things you need to do every day to get you close to your goals. And meditation can come in the form of sitting down and actually meditating, but it can also be just becoming more present in every moment, no matter what you're doing, tuning into what's happening around you, what your breath is doing, how you're feeling, and the thoughts running through your mind. The simple act of just Putting down your phone, for example, and noticing and acknowledging life as it is happening can help you re-regulate your brain and nervous system and stay focused. Now, I mentioned that there could be a couple reasons of why you find it hard to stay consistent. And for some of you, not all of you, but for some of you, depending on how you were raised and what you've been through, it could also be because you've gotten used to that environment. Maybe consistency is something you've never really experienced before. For some, maybe a life of chaos and unpredictability is all they ever knew. And so their natural tendency is to live in that state because that's what they've become comfortable with. It's the same idea as when people are abused. If they have been in that abusive environment long enough, it's the only way they know how to experience life and relationships. And so as adults, they keep finding themselves back in the same abusive situations over and over again. And it's not until they really learn how to break free from those patterns that they learn how to be in a healthy relationship. For those of you who moved a lot as children, for example, or grew up in different foster care situations, or your parents were alcoholics or addicts and you never really knew when they were going to be there for you, or you simply never knew what it was like to have stability and consistency in your life, it could make it a lot harder for you as an adult to follow through with things that you need to follow through with or show up consistently for yourself or other people because consistency is unfamiliar and therefore uncomfortable for you. You may, without even knowing it, self-sabotage your goals and intentions as a means of getting back to what feels comfortable for you, which is constant change. If any of this is resonating with you, I recommend very much that you work with someone, a coach or a therapist, or ideally both, to help you uncover and process why consistency feels uncomfortable for you and then learn how to show up more consistently. And so it could be chemical or it could be situational. It's one of those nature versus nurture things where both could play a part in why we do what we do. 
Let's go back to what you can do if you know you have a hard time being consistent and you find yourself starting things often or doing things differently every day. Here's the thing. You don't have to deprive yourself completely of that feeling of novelty. In fact, research suggests that if you're depressed, it can help to change things up a bit. The documentary called Happy explored the key elements that make people truly happy by following the lives of happy people across the globe from various socioeconomic and life circumstances. And one of the key elements to happiness they discovered is the feeling of novelty or experiencing new things even if it's just taking a different way to work in the morning or trying a new recipe. Being consistent in the things that are going to give you the outcomes you want in your life does not mean that your life always has to be monotonous and boring. In fact, in my Planner Makeover course, I recommend scheduling time for spontaneity, creating small blocks of free time in your day to do whatever you feel like doing. And create larger blocks of time in your week, say on the weekends, to have the freedom to get up and do whatever you feel inspired to do that day. That way, when the desire to do something exciting and novel pops up throughout the week, instead of just suppressing the desire or giving into the desire and then finding yourself off track, you can get excited about doing that thing when you have the free time scheduled for it, and it won't take away from the important tasks you must stick to if you want to succeed during the week. I also recommend establishing non-negotiables and writing them down in several places where you will be reminded what you must do every day in order to function and succeed in your goals and actually schedule them in. And again, even create alarms or alerts to remind you of what you need to do and when you intend to do it. And then you show up and you do that thing day after day, even if you don't feel like it, until it becomes as second nature as brushing your teeth. Side note, I hate brushing my teeth. I don't know why, and I still do it because I need to, and it's not socially acceptable to not brush your teeth. It's one of those things I got to do every day, but for some reason, I don't enjoy it. Side side note, I probably need to find a new way to enjoy brushing my teeth. And one last tip for you on that note is that no matter what it is you're doing, you can choose to, as my mentor Brennan Burchard says, Bring the joy in whatever it is you're doing. Your thoughts create your feelings, and you can't control the thoughts that pop in your head, but you can control whether you repeat those thoughts or you replace them with thoughts that bring feelings of joy and happiness and gratitude. No matter what it is you're doing, you can choose to feel joy and excitement, feel your very aliveness, even in the mundane everyday tasks. For more motivation on consistency, I recommend going back and listening to a few older episodes on this show, How to Persevere When You're Not Feeling Motivated, Don't Wait to Feel Motivated, Just Do It, The Answer to Success, and Consistency, Authenticity, and Alignment. Your goals and dreams are important. I believe they're in your heart for a reason, and you can turn your goals and dreams into your reality. You can. All it takes is just breaking it down into a series of steps and then showing up for yourself to take those steps. But you have to show up. That's the key. When you make an appointment with another person, usually you do your best to show up for that person. 
And now it's time to start showing up for yourself because no one's going to make you do it. It's all up to you. And if you don't do it now, the years are going to pass. And what are you going to have to show for them? The time is going to pass anyways. So commit to showing up for yourself consistently and don't forget to have fun and appreciate and enjoy the journey along the way, no matter what it is you're doing. Thanks for being here. Now go out there, take charge of your day. You beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama. Talk soon. Before you go, I thought I'd ask if you'd be willing to take a moment and leave a review on iTunes or simply share this podcast with a like-minded friend. And if you're on Instagram, you can find me as at Sarah Munder. Take a screenshot, post it to your stories or your feed and tag me so I can see it and give you a shout out on the show. While you're over there, send me a DM and let me know that you're a listener and what your biggest takeaway from the show was. Hearing from my listeners is one of my absolutely favorite parts of my day. And so I'd love to hear from you, sister. And if you're ready to change your life, I've got something for everyone on my website, themamamiracle.com, where you can get my free worksheet, the Mama Miracle Manifestation Worksheet, to help you get your mind right for the day. You can join my popular planner makeover course, where you'll learn how to more strategically use a planner to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks, and finally make time for what's truly important in your life. This course is for those of you who need new strategies for creating a schedule and getting the most out of your precious time. And if you're ready for a whole nother level, sister, I invite you to apply for my 12-week coaching program, Breakthrough. I only work with moms who are serious about up-leveling every area of their life and are committed to reaching their goals. So if this is you, I want to hear from you. Just go to themamamiracle.com forward slash coaching to apply. That's themama, M-A-M-A, miracle.com forward slash coaching. Thanks for being here. And I'll see you on the next episode of Motivation for Moms.